What is going on, DC? This is Move the District, hosted by yours truly, Mike Yassin. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a physical therapist, and this podcast is dedicated to highlighting members of the Washington, DC health and fitness community and giving you the correct information with no BS to help you live a life that's active, healthy, and fulfilled. All right, welcome back to episode 11 of Move the District. Today, I've got a great episode for you guys out there. Uh, please welcome to the show, Cami Wolf. She is the owner of Canis, which is a wellness company based right here in Washington, D.C. Their mission is to optimize people's health and overall well-being through movement, nutrition, mindfulness, and wellness-related events. Cami, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Dr. Mike. I'm, I'm really excited to have a conversation with you. Yeah, yeah. No need for the uh, formalities here. You can just call me Mike. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, you know, we've known each other for a while now. So you're definitely someone, you know, who's on the, my list here of uh, wanting to like pick your brain and just learn a little bit more about Canis. So I think, you know, just reading that, just reading that description there, it kind of like really piques my curiosity with the whole concept of like the well-rounded individual, not just mm-hmm. like an emphasis on physical or or one aspect but the whole person yeah and i really think my business was born out of um my own personal journey so you know i had the perfect nutrition and the perfect um you know uh fitness regimen but the thoughts i was thinking were still kind of garbage yeah so i found that um I wasn't, I have an autoimmune disorder. So I wasn't healing in the way that I wanted to heal. I didn't, I wasn't getting any better. And so it really drove me to re-examine my relationship with, you know, my emotional landscape and uh, mindfulness and meditation. So that's kind of where the, the combo of, um, or the myriad of, of tools comes in, right? So for me, it is really that physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health that is important. So Canis is the embodiment of all of those things. So the way you move your body, um, the food, food as medicine, um, and then mindfulness. So really bringing your nervous system back in a state of relaxation, right? And like, how do we get there? So, you know, coping mechanisms, um, how to process emotions, um, all that fun stuff that we don't really think of as like health or like to talk about either. No, of course. Who wants to talk about their feelings? (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those things where, um, you're having that chance to like talk with someone and and, like, you're like, it's very easy to be like, all right, do this workout, eat this food and talk to you next week. But like, there's so much more that goes on in like the other, you know, maybe they work out for an hour, right. The other 23 hours a day. It's like, what what else is what else is going on in your life and like what or what else has already happened in your life that is yeah. you know, gotten you to this point well it's interesting because i think of you know you probably you probably understand this because you work one on one with clients like essentially what you're showing them how to do is amazing and them telling you about their life how they're feeling being heard yeah is almost just as important as the moves you're showing them right so you really do take on this interesting role when you're um, someone who works closely with individuals. It's, it's very um, powerful having the ability to like tell your story, you know, really on any platform. I think 
the, I, I think I've said this stat before in other episodes, but like the average doctor's visit in this country is eight minutes long. So, you know, think about that times you go into a doctor's office and you have this whole list of complaints or, or issues and, and you want to tell him or her like what's worked, what hasn't worked, I've done this and then this happened. And then they're like, okay, yep. Okay, great. And they like check their watch or, you know, and then they're like, or, or then they cut you off. Cause the other, the other crazy stat is that I think it's like 11 seconds before the, the medical professional cuts you off and you're like, yeah. you're like, but wait, like I still have more to tell. So like being able to like let someone tell their story and just get that off their chest and feel heard. Right. I think that's like, just in terms of building relationships, you know, I think that's like, the number one spot to start. Yeah, I think the art of listening is is a, a beautiful art that takes practice. And one thing I've really cultivated just over the years of, of seeing clients is like, oh, like people really just truly need to be heard. Like they want to tell you, you know, the 10 minute story of why they got to you know, whatever health ailment they have, right. you know, but that backstory for them is really important. And it's yeah. really important to validate that, right? Because yeah. a lot of times when you don't feel good, um, you know, no one really understands what you're going through. So when you have someone, you know, myself, that can sit there and listen to it and listen to those trials and tribulations of like what they've tried and what hasn't worked and, you know, um, being excited about the possible possibility that like, what I'm going to provide them is going to help them is really exciting for people. Um, but I think it's really just truly hearing and listening to people and understanding what they need to feel, you know, heard. Yeah. There was a, a great article I read uh, maybe a few months ago where it talked about like active versus passive listening mm. and like passive listening is like, you tell me, you go, Hey, I'm going to Miami this weekend. And I go, Oh, that's great. I went to Miami last year. And it's yeah. like, I just threw it right back in your face. And then there's like the second stage is like, you say, I'm going to Miami this weekend. I'm like, oh, what are you going to do in Miami this weekend? And then you're like, oh, I'm going to a concert. And like, I build on it a little bit, but then it's like, what do you do after that? And then like the third step is like, I'm going to Miami this weekend. What are you going there for? I'm going for a concert. Oh, that's amazing. Like, that must be so exciting for you. And then like, it like delves into like how they're actually feeling about things. And so mm. like, it's uh, it's like a really interesting take on it and like asking those right questions so that like you get an understanding of who that person is versus um, just like, Oh, you're going to Miami. I've been to Miami. It's fun. And like, it's, a, I feel like it's almost like an easy like thing, especially when you first meet someone Mm -hmm. you look for common ground so you're like oh like you're from new york i'm from new york and uh and then like it like you know you're like oh i build a relationship but really it's just like two people talking past each other totally it's it's like um you instantly invalidate what they said because you pull like you pull them out of it yeah what's it a uh, tommy topper i think that's what it is because <laughs> you always you always got a story to top the uh top the, oh uh, the person right that's such a funny ex like a word for that i've never heard that but that's yes Tommy, you, you know who that guy is right you guy he's always got a better story like oh like you caught that big of a fish well i caught a shark so fuck totally you, you know You've been to miami well I, i've been to st bart's it's better <laughs> exactly exactly so there's always tommy topper but the the idea that like you're giving them a chance to be hurt versus just like oh well yeah 
my life sucks too. Yeah. And and especially when it comes to like your health, like if you struggle with health issues, I mean, it's one super painful to be in that place, but also most of the time, like you've gone to a multitude of doctors that haven't been able to, to help you. I mean, especially if you're talking to me, I work with a lot of people who aren't always, they need someone to dig a little deeper as to why they're not feeling well, you know, because like you said, doctors don't always have that time to spend an hour with a patient. Right. And that's not their fault at all. That's just not what they're there to do. Right. So, um, so yeah, it is, it is fun to almost be like a sleuth and a detective when it comes to people's health and, you know, thinking even back to, okay, like, you know, um, I'll do a full health history on people. And like, I take into account, like, where have you traveled in the past five years? Because oftentimes we pick up bacteria or parasites when we're traveling, which can contribute to your health, right? Or what, um, how many, how many antibiotics did you take when you were a child, right? That impacts your health today because our microbiome is a huge component of, you know, how we feel. Sure. So it's really, uh, it's fun to dig into, you know, those, those deeper, I don't know, parts of, of the health history to figure out what's going on with people. Would you say that the people that you work with mostly are, I don't want to use, necessarily use the word sick, but maybe unwell? Um, it depends, right? Sure. Like I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are creating, who are, who are either one, like creating large impact. And so they need to stay healthy because they're holding high stress, um, or they're just holding a lot in general. And like people who have high stress need to be really um, careful of like what they eat, how they move, what they think, because, you know, essentially um, they're operating just at a much higher level than, than a lot of people are. Um, But also, you know, on the other side, I work with people who are kind of can't figure out why they feel the way they do when they've had the gamut of tests, you know, doctors can't figure out what they have, I would say like mystery illness. Um, I get a lot of people coming to me with stomach issues. Uh, Um, and you know, stomach issues can be one, yes, uh, what you eat, but it can also be like, what emotions aren't you digesting? You know, um, (laughs) things like that. That That hard to swallow pill. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I really love is I love the component of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And if we can't figure it out in one plane, we can figure it out in another. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, so. I, I think, yeah, no, I, I think that's great. Um, just having the ability to look at, you know, cause I think a lot of times you'll see, you'll probably see people that like, Oh, well my MRI came back negative. I mean, I, I know I, this is what I see is like MRI came back negative. My x-ray came back negative. Like, like the doctor says, I'm fine. Like, what's the matter with me? And, and there's, there's so much more to it. I'll never forget this one, one kid I worked with years ago who was a student at GW who was trying to graduate early. I don't think he's listening to this. And to be honest, I don't, I don't think it really matters. Um, but, but he, uh, he was trying to graduate early. He was really focused on graduating early, getting a good job, pays a lot of money. And like, that was going to be like his key to like happiness. And whenever I talk, he's a college student. He's like a junior in college. It should be like the time of your life, having fun and doing whatever and obviously going to class, but having fun. 
and and it was just there was no fun there was it was like uh what's that movie zero fun sir you know <laughs> from remember the titans and uh and and he just kept having this lingering shoulder pain the shoulder pain kept going and going and going and like we tried everything under the sun i had someone else do some drag needling on him i was doing like like the grass and the scraping doing different kinds of strength training stuff and it just couldn't get any better and then he like took a vacation with his family to like the beach and he came back and he's like, my shoulder felt great the whole week I was there. And then he's like, Monday I showed up back to work and my shoulder started hurting again. And I was like, well, cause it, then you gotta like find the ways to like break the news to him. Like this oh. isn't so much a biomechanical thing. Yeah. And- it's, it's so crazy that um, we just have never been taught that that could be, you know, a possibility that the fact that we're not experiencing joy in our life could be the cause of our physical ailments when the body is constantly talking to us. You just have to listen and we like to ignore. Uh, Yeah, I I like that. Yeah, that's that's a very good way to talk. Because I think there was, there's a line um, from Socrates. He said, all medicine is, is, is distracting your mind while the body heals itself. Totally. It's, it's, I think of it as the body is made to heal. We just have to put it into the right environment. Right. And oftentimes that's when the body's in a parasympathetic mode. Right. So we're in that relaxed state. We're no longer in fight or flight. And the longer we can be there, the more the body has the ability to heal, especially as you know, when it comes to injury. Sure. Um, But health ailments are the same, right? Like it's hard to, heal um you know stomach issues when you're constantly go 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 because you're clenching you're holding on so tightly you're not giving your body the chance to relax and repair and you know regenerate um which is which is interesting but i i love the fun thing because i totally believe that you know uh wellness is making sure that you enjoy life in so many different ways yeah, people are like, oh, well, it's, you know, all about um, clean eating and, and healthy, you know, healthy lifestyle and all this stuff. And I actually, I saw on your Instagram, you had a, uh, a post about clean eating. Yeah. I want to, I want to get your take on that. And you said, can we get rid of the term clean eating? Yeah. So. Tell me your beef. Yeah. Unintended. I just. Unintended. Yeah. I, I had a friend who kept saying, yeah, I've been eating really clean. I've been eating really clean. And I, I was like, found myself almost kind of cringing every time she said that. And I was like, okay, well, clean. What's the opposite of clean? Okay, it's dirty. dirty. Uh, what's the opposite? Like, that sounds bad, right? So then we're going into like good versus bad food, yeah. which instantly brings up shame, right? And since we are essentially a society based on shame, shame and oppression, um, you know, <laughs> when we have these terms like clean eating, Instantly, if you don't, if you eat out of your, uh, your box of clean eating, you're instantly going to bring up feelings of shame, unworthiness, not good enough. And so, you know, say you want to go enjoy um, a Jenny's uh, ice cream on a Sunday Ooh, afternoon. We just went the other night. It's great. Oh, it is really delicious. Um, <laughs> shout out Jenny's. Yeah, Although shout out ice, cream, Jenny's. ice cream Jubilee right there at 14th Street is also pretty good too. I haven't been there. Um, if you, if you want to have a treat, 
you're going you're in your sub, subconsciously you're going and and you're going to bring up feelings of shame well that's going to put your nervous system into a state of fight or flight you're then not going to digest the the dairy that you're eating very well already when you're probably not going to digest it very well yep. and and it creates uh an ill feeling in your body right so we i think we underestimate so much the subconscious mind yeah. and our beliefs around things and so if we you know have the belief that all food is welcome then we won't have these shame rhetorics when we go to eat something that you know um maybe is is deemed a treat or something you don't have every single day um i'm a huge believer in yeah like eat the foods that make you feel the best version of yourself and like life is meant to be enjoyed. So let's have some fun as well. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's one of those things where, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not a nutritional expert, but I, you know, I have some background in it and I try to encourage people to just eat, you know, like, like just cause I think a lot of times people don't necessarily realize that they're not eating enough, mm. especially with like younger people or, or even people who are on diets, like, like you know, they they get down to these you know, fifteen hundred, thirteen hundred, twelve hundred calorie diets, and you're like, you need to eat more than that. Yeah, well, especially um, I lead I lead a a liver cleanse for people. Um, it's a nine day liver cleanse that we focus on just flooding the body with nutrients, phytonutrients, um, antioxidant rich food. And what I hear as feedback often is people realize hey, I, I don't think I'm eating enough. I don't think I'm eating as, as often as I should be, which is funny because you hear the word cleanse mm -hmm. and you think, oh, I'm going to be not eating for nine days, which in reality, like we also need to change the rhetoric around cleansing because <laughs> that's, um, you know, it's not as accurate as it should be, at least when it comes to cannabis cleanses. We like to make sure people are eating more than enough, but getting the right, nutrients right yeah and i think that what comes down to like supplements right is that they are supplements meant to supplement your diet mm -hmm. not just be there because like you know especially when you get into you know the world of fitness and you look at you know a lot of people are like oh well i need my protein and i need the bcaas or i need yeah. <laughs> whatever it is and you're like do you though do you actually need protein like like do you know for a fact that you're not getting enough protein? And the resounding answer is always, always no. <laughs> well, and also, have you ever heard of someone being protein deficient? I can't say I have. No, I mean, it's, it's not really, it's not, <laughs> not really a thing. Not really, not really a thing. Yeah. Not really a thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I think people just kind of just throw shit at the wall because they read about it in, you know, men's health or T nation or, or whatever, whatever blog they or Instagram post are like, oh, well, I, I surely need these supplements. Well, it's true. I had a client who came to me and he, his goal was, was weight loss. And I was looking at all his supplements and he's having whey protein twice a day, but he was hitting the gym, I think like three times a week. And I was like, Hey, like this is, this is going to make you, you gain weight if you're not using it in the way that it's intended to be used. And going from being a college athlete to now someone who works uh, 
sits at a desk all day, he didn't realize that, hey, I actually might not need what I needed when I was, you know, playing football, uh, however odd many oh, yeah. hours a week he was playing. So it's, it's also important to stay up on, on, okay, is someone monitoring what you're taking? Because you might not be getting the right stuff and do you need everything that you're taking? Yeah, it's always interesting when you look at like uh, former athletes, especially like you see like the football players, like once they like stop playing, you know, they usually either go one of two ways, either like you see them like add all that weight on or they all of a sudden lose all this weight because they realize like, oh wait, I'm not doing all the things that I was doing before and I should adjust my diet as such. And uh, then they lose all this weight and they look significantly more healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a good friend and her, uh, her husband is a former wrestler and he, when he started dating her, she eats, you know, I think a probably a more nutrient dense diet than he was used to eating. And he lost all this weight and he was really nervous at first, but you know, looking at his, you know, he was pretty big dude before. And now he's like, he looks really good. Um, but he had been programmed for so long, like, Hey, I need to eat like four sandwiches to be satiated when really like two is sufficient. Right. That's, but you just yeah. get so used to doing something. You don't think about it. That's been my, that's been my 2020 right there. Summed up basically is learning, <laughs> learning not to eat to satiety, but just eating enough. And, oh, and I think that was like the big thing for me is like portion control. I had, uh, I get into numerous, numerous arguments with my, with my girlfriend about, uh, our food for the week. You know, we'll make a whole, we'll, we'll make all the food for lunch for the week on Sunday. Right. And then the food's supposed to last us till Thursday, but then Tuesday it's gone. And, uh, and I realized that, all right, she's not eating too much. It's definitely me. And yeah. so, um, I need, I learned that like basically portion control, um, and, and eating, you know, just enough versus like eating to like be like where you can't move a big difference. Totally. It's so interesting. Um, I heard someone talking about today how a lot of people have gained weight during COVID because ancestrally during a famine, there was scarcity. Mm -hmm. So she was talking about how that scarcity is bringing up a lot of food scarcity in people and people have been overeating to compensate oh, yeah. as if they were in a famine. Cause when you go to the grocery store and you see food missing from the shelf subconsciously, you tell yourself like, Oh no, there's not enough. Right. Yeah. And so at each mealtime, you know, and this is all like happening on the subconscious. So, right. Like, yeah, you could be conscious of like, well, no, I'm you're, also, you're, you're totally right on this. Yeah. My, uh, my, my grandfather, he's, you know, 86 years old. And to this day, he refuses to leave anything on his plate. Yep. He refuses to like let anything on like my grandmother's plate. Uh, when I was younger, he would eat my plate. Yeah, he would. He had this um, what my my father refers to as depression mindset, the depression era mm. mindset, where yeah, he was raised in the '30s during the depression, where everything was obviously there was a scarcity, and and he made sure he didn't leave anything done, and uh, and so I was joking, you know, during you know some of the earlier months of lockdown here, where I was like, oh. COVID mindset, gotta, can't leave anything, can't leave anything on the plate. Cause there were times you, you go to the grocery store and they're out of pasta, they're out of yeah. canned foods. And you're like, what the hell? Well, it's also interesting because COVID has brought up a lot of um, uncomfortable emotions in people, right? Like 
if if you weren't busy making sourdough bread for three months, um, you were probably you know sitting and being more in your feelings than than most often, unless you got into TikTok and all those other things you can distract yourself with, right? But did you did you get into into TikTok? Um, well, a little yes. bit. The but answer that, is yes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't contribute, although I'd like to. I think Are I you, did. Oh, so you're not you're not a TikToker yet. I'm a creeper, but I, oh, I think I've become a better dancer during COVID. So I'll give you that. So there's been a lot of practicing, but no posting. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. But but you know, people have had to sit with their emotional landscape through 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 COVID and kind of get to know themselves on a deeper level, right? And so. Um, when it comes to food, oftentimes we can reach for our vices or like reach for that extra handful of X, Y, Z, or maybe like imbibe in a little too much alcohol because everything's coming up when you have time to sit yeah. and not be busy and not do, do, do. And I think that was really hard for a lot of people. Yeah. It, uh, the, just sitting on your hands for like a month and like not being able to do things, you're just like, well, and like, it's not even so much like, cause it was like, I mean, back in April and March, there was like, don't go outside. You know, yeah. it was like, it was like to that degree, right. Where it's like, you can't even go outside without the fear of like getting it. Now it's things have, have changed, but it was, it was to that degree where you're just like sitting on your, your hands and you're like, all right, well, where do I, what do I do? And then, yeah, it allows you to think and like reflect. And then you're like, well, maybe I should be doing, you know, maybe I should do this and I should do that. And, and I think that was something you know, last week I had talked with the social worker on here, Jenna Weintraub, and, and it was just focusing, like having that, like, like that feeling of pressure to like do something where you're like, I should learn French or I should, you know, be baking sourdough bread every day or, or, you know, there, there's like, you know, building a shed in my backyard. It's like, no, you don't have to do all those things. I know. It, it's funny. It was, for me, it was more like, who am I? why do I exist? Is there a God? <laughs> like, it got real, real deep there. Oh, we went, we went in, we went in. So that was, I felt like I was, I sat through 90 days of, of like just a deep dive within, within myself. <laughs> and what did we find? Oh man, there is a strong, powerful woman ready to take down the patriarchy. <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy. Let's go. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit more about what goes into Canis. So if someone signs up for, you know, a session with you, how, how does it work? What's like the... Yeah. So there's a couple different components of, of Canis, right? So I have my wellness coaching, wellness and nutrition coaching. I have the residential programming. So essentially doing meditation, mindfulness, wellness workshops, uh, yoga and movement classes for apartment buildings in DC. Then we have, um, I have a few different products. So I have a superfood blend um, that helps to chelate heavy metals from the body, which optimize your brain hormone and skin skin functioning. Um, And then I have a, a lymph kit, which is a dry brush with uh, a detox oil that helps to move the lymph, which supports the immune system and skin health and all that fun stuff. Okay. Um, and then I and then I have the cleanses. So that's kind of like a nine day deep dive container um, that gives you a little taste of how good you can feel if you're ready to take the deep dive into shifting some routines and habits and what you eat and how you think. 
Move the District is sponsored by Big League Performance and Rehab. At Big League Performance and Rehab, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active during the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better. Head to bigleagueperformanceandrehab.com to see how we can help you stay active for life. Now, you, and then on top of that, you do the coaching with them, correct? Yes. So in the, with the, with the cleanse, we have like multiple Zoom, Zoom meetings. We, I have some friends come in and do meditation and breath work. Um, and then we have like a Facebook group that we all stay connected and engaged with. And I give you all the details and helpful tips and, and all those um, healthy coping mechanisms to work through things as feelings arise because cleansing isn't just changing your diet. It's also, um, you know, coming into big aha moments, having shifts in perspective, taking time to delve deeper into self, right? Because we don't really take nine days very often to remove our vices and um, really get to, to know ourselves without reaching for something to comfort us. Right. Um, I mean, vegetables and fruit are comforting to me, but you know, you're not usually like binging on like, I don't know, apples, cherry tomatoes. I could binge on cherry tomatoes all day. Exactly. Um, but when it comes to the coaching, I have, um, you know, typically we take a full health history. I work with clients in a container of three months or six months, um, kind of depending on what, what they need and what, um, what they're coming to me with. And, you know, I either meet with clients twice a month, that's the six month container, or I meet with them once a week. And that's a, usually a three, a three month container, unless they need more. Um, and that's always up to them, but we take a full health history. Then we dive into, you know, what you're actually eating when your wellness routines, um, you know, your meditation, your mindfulness practices, um, also what you're thinking, you know, your negative self loop. We do an inventory of that. Um, we dive into your parents' relationship with food because often your parents' relationship with food impacts your relationship with food. Yeah. Um, and then I want to make it accessible for people. So we really figure out how we can make all of these things um, Uh, I like to call, like, I think of them as um, automatic responses. So when I give you a a plan at first, I don't give it to you all at once because that would be really overwhelming. Oh yeah. Each week we start with just a little, like, you know, the first week, maybe you're introducing um, lemon water and a smoothie. Yeah. Or maybe you're just taking an inventory of what you're eating, right? Because we always like to have this, we have this idea in our mind of, what we're eating. And then when we actually take a clarity on it and we look to see what we've eaten within a three day period. We're often surprised by what we've written down because we don't think of ourselves like as eating unhealthy or reaching for things that are not in alignment with our highest self. Right. So it's fun to really examine all areas of why you do the things you do. Right. Cause food isn't really about food. Food is usually, um, a, vehicle to um we use food a lot so you know it there's a lot tied into it so it's yes one one hand i'm gonna have you um you know we're gonna look at what you're eating but also your relationship 
Um, so it's fun. I, I really love the work I do because it's fun to see people have those aha moments, those shifts in perspective. And yeah, just brings me, brings me joy. It fires me up actually. Fires me up. I love it. Um, I think the, you know, when it comes to like the cleanses, what, what amount of, cause obviously it's like a nine day cleanse, nine day, you know, quote unquote reset. What goes into after the cleanse? Yeah. Cause that's like, that's a big thing is that like people will do a nine day cleanse and be like, all right, I'm healthy. I dropped 10 pounds or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And, and then it's like, go right back to eating and drinking and doing whatever I was doing before. Totally. So the whole focus of the cleanse is to detox the liver, get the liver back into an optimized position, right? Because when our liver isn't healthy, where we often hold on to weight, our hormones aren't, are all filtered through our liver. So when our liver is not doing too well, our hormones are out of balance. Same with our skin. So when you transition off the cleanse, oftentimes people feel so good on the cleanse. They're like, okay, what I have them do is I say, let's look at what you did on the cleanse. And can you bring any of those components into your life? So did that morning smoothie make you feel really, really good? Did it make your brain feel super fired up? Okay, well, let's keep that in the diet, right? Because what I teach is when you get, you know, every cell needs glucose, right? So I have people front load their glucose in the morning before they start consuming fat. Because as soon as we consume fat, glucose has trouble getting into the cell, okay. right? So all my clients are, 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 having, are, are front loading their morning with uh, usually a, some sort of fruit and vegetable smoothie, right? Yeah. Um, and that you know, can be the same one you have on the cleanse. I have a variety of different ones that I, you know, variety is the spice of life. Um, so taking you know, some of those components from the cleanse and integrating them into your life day to day. I encourage people to take a look at their relationship with caffeine. Ooh. So oftentimes we are actually consuming way more caffeine than we need. Oh yeah. Big time. And caffeine will make you feel really good for about an hour and then it'll make you really hungry. It'll kind of mess up your blood sugar. Right. So then the next hour you probably feel like you want something sweet or you feel a little dehydrated. Everyone has a different impulse to reach for when they feel dehydrated. You know, mine is, um, I always want something sweet if I'm dehydrated, Yeah. but really I need a big glass of water. Sure. You know? You, um, so I have people examine their caffeine. You literally just made me look for my coffee Yeah. <laughs> and realize that it's not here. And I just got a little <laughs> bit sad. So I was like, I left it's the coffee. It's too late for coffee. You'll be up. You'll you'll ruin your sleep. Oh too. yeah, at this point now it's too late. But still. Um, but like now I, I do half a half calf in the morning. Okay. You know, and so it gives me that little bump, but I don't, you know, I don't have that that crash later on. Right. So things like examining the caffeine, examining the alcohol intake. So when you take nine days away from imbibing in any alcohol, um you start to, well, one, feel really clear, <laughs> but also realize that, hey, actually, maybe I should reserve that for the weekend. Or, you know, maybe it doesn't actually make me feel good when I drink beer. Or, you know, so looking at what components um, of the cleanse made you feel a specific way. So oftentimes people realize that, hey, actually, I might have a little bit of a, uh, an allergy to dairy. 
And I didn't really realize that because I'm just used to my nose and my throat being constantly a little stuffed up. That's just normal, right? And so when you start to introduce some of the foods back in, you're able to see, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe that is a little problematic for me. Like maybe, yeah, like I love, you know, there's people are like, I love cheese. Like, yeah, I'm I'm not going to give that up, but maybe I'm going to think a little more consciously when consuming it, right? So the purpose of the cleanse is to really develop that relationship with yourself to see how you feel when you do things in a specific way, right? So then you get to know yourself better. You see what fuels you. You understand, oh, okay, that makes me feel really good. That doesn't make me feel very good because oftentimes we don't really know how we feel. And so this gives you a deep dive into understanding and essentially honing your intuition to understand what's best for you. Because I can tell you what works for me, but what works for you is going to be different than what works for me. Right, right, right. Cleanses have like a reputation for being like drastic. And to an extent, it, it needs to be drastic, right? Do you feel like that's what your cleanse is like? Is it a drastic shift or is it more subtle changes? I think for a lot of people, it is a drastic shift to go from eating a standard American diet to then eating an abundance of fruits and vegetables. Do I think that that should be a drastic shift? No. Right? So right. I, I think for some, for some people, they do the cleanse, they're like, oh my God, like I, I eat really well. I, I eat clean, quote unquote. Quote unquote. <laughs> but this completely opened my eyes to, you know, so many other things. Because I love the cleanse because of the spiritual aspect. By the end, you're like, oh my God, like you're getting all this insight and all this, like these aha moments. And, you know, I can say that, but like until you experience it, it's, it's hard to explain, right? Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is, um, you know, I also think of like open heart surgery. Is that drastic? One would think, right? Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be drastic to eat an abundance of fruits and vegetables for nine days, but for some people it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I have, I have friends that from college that just didn't, didn't do it. They just like refused I can think of three people that I went to college with. Two of them were college baseball players that just refused to eat any greens. Well, and they just, probably don't, they probably don't use the bathroom. You know, I, I don't know what their uh, bowel activity is, but I would imagine. Oh, well, actually, no, I lived with one and he, he was, he was, he was regular, but uh, <laughs> the other ones, I don't know. No. And I say that too, just to, to illustrate that oftentimes if you, don't get used to, you know, eating vegetables or fruits or, or doing things that are healthy for you. Like it catches up with you. And that is so hard, but you know, there's always an opportunity to change. It's never too late. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah. And one thing that I've seen just from those guys using them as an example is that, yeah, there has been a shift towards like trying to adopt more green foods um, or, or, you know, carrots and, and lettuce and tomatoes and just like just things that aren't uh burgers and pizza yeah and you know what's interesting going back to the supplement thing people like that who don't eat um 
you know, nutrient dense food are often going to feel really good when they get on a green supplement or some sort of, um, you know, nutrient dense powder or something like that because their body isn't getting the nutrients they need from food. And so they'll be like, you know, talking up the wazoo about athletic greens, which, you know, I've heard good things. I haven't tried them, but like, you know, those things are going to make you feel really good when you're not getting what you need from your diet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a vitamin D and B12 deficiency, uh, last year. And, uh, the first time I took a B12 supplement, oh my God, it was like, I like, I was like living in like, I had like sunglasses on. I just took like sunglasses off and I was like, this is amazing. Oh my gosh. It was very similar to the first time I had coffee. <laughs> first time I had coffee, I didn't drink cause I didn't drink coffee, uh, from like, any, at any point, like growing up through undergrad, it wasn't until after I graduated college and I was working in professional baseball. The first time I had coffee, it felt like, you know that movie Limitless? Yeah. I was Bradley Cooper. I thought I could do anything. This is the best feeling in the world. And I was just full on hooked. Oh my God. You're like a specimen. I haven't, my dad does not drink coffee and yeah. I always find that so intriguing I remember the first time I had coffee too. I was like 16. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 20, I was 20, 21, 22. It was right around the time. And, uh, and yeah, I went through four years of undergrad and I didn't drink coffee. Oh and I realized that like, I probably should have. <laughs> right. <laughs> there, there were enough like 8 a.m. classes that I probably like slept through that I probably should have had coffee. Yeah. You know, for me, it's really the ritual and the joy of like walking down to go get my coffee, talking to the barista. Like, I love that ritual. The coffee, like the little hit of, you know. What's your, what's your coffee place? Ooh. So was a very um, loyal Peregrine fan. I don't know. I don't, I don't they know. um they have three locations, but they closed the location on 14th. But they're okay. at Union Market and Capitol Hill. Oh, Perigene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm probably saying it wrong. I think um, I think I heard like Parrot Green. I think that's what I said because Perigene. Was- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I know them. Yeah, okay. I love their coffee, but um now I've been, you know, I've been kind of going corporate lately. I'm going to oh. Blue Bottle. Blue Bottle. I'm not a fan of Blue Bottle. I think it, corporate. I I'm going Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. Okay. Just simple. Dunkin' Donuts. Are you uh, from the Northeast? I am from Long Island. Yeah. So, so. Oh, okay. Okay. I get it. I, I mean, it's not like a, I'm not like a massive person from Massachusetts who's like. A mass hole. You can say it. Mass hole. Uh, who uh, is, you know, it's just like has Dunkin' running in their blood. But, uh, but yeah, I think Dunkin' Donuts is my like corporate, corporate go-to. I, uh, I used to really like um, the coffee bar. TCB. Oh my gosh. I love TCB. I used to live right around the corner from there. I, I do go there quite often too. They're awesome. And I like some somewhere down here in Navy Yard. They, uh, yep. A I'm very, a big pedo fan. Yeah. 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 So, so they, they have uh, like a very cool setup with like coffee shop in the front and then like clothing store in the back. Yeah. I used to, I used to have a client over at um, first and South or whatever that building is. Oh, so I yeah. used to go there like three times a week and I love that place. It had just, I, I feel bad. I feel like now COVID is really hurting a lot of those places, but actually coffee shops, not as much. Yeah. I think I, I feel like places that do carry out, like, yeah, I, I wonder, you know, how much their business has been affected. 
I think the first month it was a little tough with like, I know why down on 14th closed for a couple of days and then they reopened. And every time I walked by there, there was tons of people. So it made me think that like, okay, that makes me feel good that not every business is suffering. That's one of those things where two weeks ago was the first time I got coffee from a store. Damn. Or like, like from like a shop. Like I, I had just been like making my own coffee at home, Nespresso, making a pot or whatever. And I just like, it was like one of those like little luxuries that I like had in life that like, I just like wasn't doing anymore. And I was like, Oh, this is nice. Yeah. I definitely went outside once a day to get my coffee in the morning because I felt like I couldn't look at the same four walls for the entire day. Right, right, right. Yeah. My, my, my special routine was every Friday going to Harris Teeter. <gasps> so exciting. It was, it was the thrill of my week. No offense, Megan. You're, I love her, but um, the thrill of my week was going to Harris Teeter. It was very exciting for those like couple months there. I remember like in early June, I like, we did something on Friday and I like didn't go to Harris Teeter. And I was like, this is the first time in like three months I haven't gone to Harris Teeter on Friday. <laughs> I hope they'll be okay. It's, it was the, it was very weird the first time I went back into a, um, like we'll sat outside at a restaurant and used like the QV code or QR code to oh, yeah. mm-hmm. download the menu. I felt like I didn't know what to do. Right, right, right. Yeah. It is, uh, it was one of those things where, uh, yeah, I'm slowly learning. Welcome to the uh, 21st century, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talk to me a little bit more about the corporate wellness programs you run. Yeah, so I essentially what I do is I program wellness workshops. So, you know, maybe we'll do a class on brain health and brain and gut health. Right. And so a workshop that teaches people, you know, what to eat, how, you know, how to move, et cetera, to support your brain and gut health. Right. Um, Meditation classes, yoga, um, cooking classes. My background is in culinary nutrition. So I love to cook and that's definitely one of my passions. So I love doing those classes that used to be all in person. Right. And now it's all virtual. So that has been the biggest change for me during um, the pandemic is I don't have to be, loca- I'm not location dependent anymore. So I can, you know, go yeah. visit my parents up in Maine for a week and not have to worry about, oh man, I have to get to a yoga class to teach that. Or, you know, and you don't realize how much time you spend going back and forth between places. Um, oh, but totally. essentially bringing those services to communities. So Canis acts as the community, I think of us as like the community organizer within a larger community. So apartment buildings will hire me to curate what goes on in their building. So people are leaning more towards those wellness activities. It's not that they don't still have the happy hours and whatnot, but it's just they have these other offerings that feel health supportive. Have you noticed it? increase or decrease or kind of just like a flat line in terms of like participation? So at first there was a lot more people participating in the virtual online um, things. Lately I have seen just a, like a flat, we've kind of evened out on like, 
I have my regulars that come to the classes each week. The cooking classes are always very popular because people like, um, like, like that, but they have to be on the right days of the week. Right. Because now people are venturing outside a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so what was once appealing on a Friday night is not going to be appealing on a Friday night, but might be more interesting on a Tuesday evening when you're going to stay inside. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I I definitely think the same thing with workshops that I run where there was definitely like a really big increase in participation because like instead of getting eight or 10 people in person to show up at a spot on a weekend or weeknight, it's like, just do it from your living room and I'll do it from wherever also. And the participation had tripled. Um, So, which is like a pretty cool, just more accessible thing. Oh, I think it's completely like leveled the playing field when it comes to accessibility and wellness, right? Because wellness is typically, I think of wellness sometimes as a privileged industry, right? Like how do we make it more accessible to all populations? And one thing I found to be really helpful is putting everything online, right? Because one, you can reach a larger audience, but people don't need a car to get there. People don't need to take the Metro to get there. Um, Things tend to be more affordable online yeah. or there's a lot of people offering, um, you know, free offerings for people. It's, it's been a real, it's been, that's been my favorite thing to see um, during the pandemic is people coming together to support each other with whatever they, whatever they need, like where they need support. I think, yeah, the, the seeing small businesses come together like that, I think, and, and supporting each other, I think has been a really, really neat thing. And uh, I think it's, you know, obviously everyone's kind of been, this is their time of need right now. So I think it's been really neat to see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it it has been interesting to see, um, you know, people banding together to, you know, mental health wise, physical health wise, you know. Right. Right. Um, Going, going back to some of the stuff you said earlier, do you use, um, like blood panel tracking at all? Have you ever experimented with any of that stuff? So I personally had, I, I saw a functional medicine doctor for many years and I've had probably every test under the sun. And what I felt feel about that is if you can afford it, go ahead and do that, mm-hmm. right? It is, especially if you're sick, right? right. Or if you're not feeling good. Most or if you're someone who really likes to know what they have yeah, or why, like what is, what it is exactly that's, exact that's science. Right. Yeah. For me, if people can't afford it, I say, save your money. Right. Because the, the protocol is going to be the same either way. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's, that's my take on it. Like, yes, if you, if you want to have it done and you can afford to have it done, do it. Gotcha. If you want to save some money and you know, um, use food as medicine, which you probably are going to want to do anyways, and some specific supplementation. I mean, most of the time, um, you know, yes, it is, it is useful to know where, where you are nutrient deficient. Um, but oftentimes people are nutrient deficient because they're not eating the right foods or they're not absorbing the nutrients from the foods because of you know, once again, stomach issues. So I really help people optimize their body so that they are uh, assimilating the nutrients that they're taking in. Gotcha. Bottom line, who, who would be the perfect fit for cannabis? 
Hmm. Who's the ideal person? Um, I would say my ideal client client is someone who is, well, like, I guess selfishly, I really like to work with people who are um, creating large impact in the world because I want to keep people healthy who are um, changing the world and shifting the world for the better. So if you're doing that, (laughs) hit me up. Um, But also people who don't feel good, like people who have stomach issues, people who haven't been helped um, by the modern medical system or just want to dive deeper into optimizing, optimizing their health. Um, what's one book you're reading right now? Ooh. Or just read? Um, let <laughs> one book I'm reading right now is kind of a silly book, but, um, do you know man and Matthews? I do not know. She is like a comedian in LA, but I'm reading her book right now. Cause you gotta have a funny book yeah. every once in a while. I like it. Um, but I read the surrender experiment, um, by Michael Singer. That sounds heavy. No, it is. He just like, he went through and had to say, and and, like told his whole life story and about being in flow. I mean, it is, it's a good one, especially for a pandemic read. Okay. Okay. I like it. Um, what's the last TV show or movie you've watched? Oh, you're going to laugh at me because i don't i I did not watch one show during the pandemic oh my god i love it because i just don't i'm like i don't know i'm not a big tv person i'm on like dating apps now and i feel like that totally like demotes me to having like people are like you don't watch tv what's wrong with no i no i don't watch tv i have a tinder sorry yeah (laughs) that's pretty much what you just told me no i mean that was exactly what you just said no, I mean, yeah, it's entertaining, right? No, I, <laughs> you can't, you, people can't see me, but this is I'm live. Fine. This is live. This is recorded. <laughs> no, you can find me on Bumble or Hinge. There you go. Um, <laughs> no, uh, let's see. I did watch a movie. Do you own a TV? No, I don't own a TV. Oh, you don't own a TV. Okay. No, no. We, like I said, I sat with myself for 90 days. You were not kidding. <laughs> No, I don't mess around. I'm, I'm either like on the phone with a friend or listening to a podcast or like sitting deep in my feelings. Like oh, we don't, I like we it. Don't mess around. Real crunchy. I like it. That extra totally. crunch. Yeah. I honestly can't think of a movie I've, I've seen. Oh, no, nope. Nope. It's not what's the, what's the, when's the last time you watched TV? Better question. Um, okay. So I used to, I used to live in a household that had a TV and I really enjoyed, um, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. I liked, um, I'll give you some stereotypical white girl wellness right here. I like the goop series. Oh yeah. There you go. Um, that five. Yeah. With Gwyneth Paltrow. And I liked, um, Oh, what is the, There was a show that came out with with um, Concession. Concession. I don't know that one. I think that's what it's called. And it's about like these brothers who work in TV and they're all like backstabbing and terrible. I watched like five episodes. Oh, Succession. Like, Succession. There you go. <laughs> Clearly, I really, really like it. You were really into it. Love it. <laughs> Love it. 
Uh, all right, so we are out of time. I think we could probably keep talking for another couple hours. So yeah, we'll right. Again. But uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, how can everybody find you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram at, at Canis, C-A-N-I-S, period, with, W-I-T-H, period, Camille, C-A-M-I-L-L-E. So at Canis with Camille. Or you can check out my website, Canis with Camille. You can find me on Twitter where, um, where I live un- unfiltered. I kind com. of um, speak my mind on Twitter, but I don't... Um, I think my name is like Cammy Wolf on Twitter. So. Oh, at Cammy Wolf. That's where you let your, uh, your freak flag fly. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy. I have like 10 followers. I talk a lot about the patriarchy. <laughs> Classic. Classic. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking real soon. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Move the District today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Big League Performance and Rehab and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free, head over to bigleagueperformanceandrehab.com to learn more. Thanks, and until next time, keep moving, DC.